Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday, and uh, we have got another two hours together, and it's going to be awesome, I promise you. Um, in case you hadn't heard, uh, inflation ticked up 0.6% in January, despite the fact that we had the Inflation Reduction Act. It, it is kind of crazy. It's almost like we were sold a bill of goods that was never going to reduce inflation. And, uh, well, that's the truth, actually. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a joke. And uh, it's a billion and a half dollar joke, I guess. And uh, you're going to end up paying for it because, you know, if we're going to throw one point. $5 billion at an Inflation Reduction Act, which, by the way, was named the Inflation Reduction Act to get your attention. And uh, you thought that most uh, the, the, Amer- the, the Fed thought that we wouldn't pay attention and we wouldn't know that it was all bullcrap, B- BS, green energy, uh, payoff, cronyism, and, and of course, 87,000 new IRS agents. They thought, you know, we would uh, be ignorant of that. But we weren't. And so today's number doesn't surprise anybody, right? I mean, you're not surprised that the Inflation Reduction Act isn't working. I would assume you're not. Because if you if you aren't, then you're a Democrat. So, you know, not a big surprise, guys. Congratulations. That's, uh, that's who you Democrats voted for, apparently. At least, and a lot of you dead Democrats, honestly. I'm going to drive by the cemetery today and say, thanks for voting for Biden, jerks. I'm just going to do that. There's a cemetery not too far from here. So, uh, a lot of stuff to... <laughs> to get to on the show. Uh, we all know that, uh, I guess, Tucker Carlson has the 41 or 44,000 hours of uh, video from the Capitol. The left is screeching. They're, they're using the fact that they gave it to Tucker Carlson as an excuse to say, he didn't to shut down Fox News, like they did Newsmax on uh, DirecTV, which we're still fighting, by the way. Hopefully we're going to get back on Newsmax. But that's what they're saying. And uh, Tucker Carlson, I wasn't crazy about the decision by Kevin McCarthy to give them to Tucker Carlson. Because to me, that, that says political favoritism. And, and it does. It does. Uh, you're going to give them to everybody, give them to everybody. This isn't Elon Musk buying Twitter. All right? Elon Musk buys Twitter. He can say, okay, Twitter files go to Matt Taibbi. Uh, Twitter files go to this reporter, that for the... Uh, Kevin McCarthy is not the owner of the government. So there's that. That said, all I can do is uh, hope that Tucker Carlson and his staff are determined to get the truth out. And I, and I believe that. I think more so than anybody else on Fox. I, I trust Tucker Carlson. Uh, so, you know, we, we will see. But it's got some people freaking out in Washington, D.C., and they should. And they know they should because they just did a kangaroo court. Uh, about January the 6th. They impeached Donald Trump after he left office for January the 6th, inciting a riot. Nothing there. No evidence. Nothing. Then they did a kangaroo court where Donald Trump couldn't even have a defense. They literally, they brought up their own uh, their own uh, uh, friendly uh, uh, witnesses and, and no cross-examination at all. And, and still they got nothing. And still, they got nothing. So now, a couple of House Democrats are pushing a measure to bar Donald Trump and other figures from entering the U.S. Capitol. This is how they're doing it. Because they know that it's going to get big and ugly. And I said this on January the 7th of 2021. I said this was a Reichstag moment. Because the media overplayed it so much.
They literally, the day after, I don't know who it was, it was CNN, $100 million worth of damage to the Capitol. And I thought, if that's the burned out shell of the Capitol, how did they open it two hours later? And then I thought originally, I'm like, how could you walk up to the Capitol with a rock hammer like, like uh, uh, Red in, uh, in Shawshank Redemption? Andy Dufresne, I'm going to get into the Capitol. Andy, there's nothing you can do about it. Anyway, so you go up there, just tap out the window, reach in and grab the, uh, the door or be let in. Or as we're seeing lately, uh, the uh, authorities, Capitol authorities, peaceful crowd firing flash grenades and tear gas into the crowd. They were standing behind the bar- barrier. At the- so all of this is going to come out, and you're going to find out these people, the, what they did is they did selfies inside the velvet rope in the uh, rotunda. There were no uh, paintings destroyed. There were no statues toppled. Uh, like in, uh, let's say, for instance, I don't know, almost every state in the country during the summer of 2020, and the $2 billion worth of destruction, okay, and all of that. So clearly, this is a setup, and I've said it from day one. And it's going to come out, and it's got the left freaked out. So anyway, the sergeant of arms, I'm going to this, uh, the, the Democrats trying to keep Donald Trump from being, uh, coming back. The sergeant of arms of the House of Representatives, the sergeant of arms, a doorkeeper of the Senate, and the United States Capitol Police shall take such actions as to make it uh, necessary to prohibit Donald Trump, Steve Bannon, <laughs> Mark Meadows, throw him in, Dan Scavino, Peter Navarro, uh, Jeffrey Clark, John Eastman, Kenneth Cheeseboro, don't know who, Rudy Giuliani from entering the United States Capitol. The text of the concurrent resolution states, Democrat Representative Nakima Williams of Georgia introduced a measure and Democrat Eric Swallowswell, Swallow, 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 Swalwell of California, original co-sponsor, who literally had a sexual relationship with a Chinese spy until he was discovered and she was discovered and the Chinese government took her out of the country, which is uh, what I call ordering Chinese takeout. Uh, and this is uh, this is uh, Swalwell, Swal- Swallows well, Swallow well, Swalls. This isn't even my bill. It's a brilliant bill written by Nikima, which I, uh, I support. And by the way, well, the, uh, when the village nearly burns down, we don't invite the arsonists back to visit. Uh, there was no arson, uh, and there was, they were able to open the building a couple hours later. And it's all going to be shown on video, by the way. And then this is kind of interesting. This is audio from Capitol Police. Now, I had mentioned a few months ago that there was a report from the Capitol Police that they felt that Nancy Pelosi left them to hang out to dry. Uh, Nancy Pelosi and other Democrats and the intelligence community and the DOJ knew that there were groups infiltrating the, uh, the uh, group of people who came in to uh, see Donald Trump speak and protest the legitimately uh, questionable 2020 election results. But they, of course, created this to distract from the million people who showed up. And by the way, those same million people, all of them, are still, we ha- you haven't changed their minds. Uh, you know, you tried to tamp out them. You've tried to arrest them. The FBI has used cell phone tracking data to go after people for nothing, ruin their lives. They haven't changed our minds because we know. We know the truth, and, and that's what this state. But anyway, this is audio from uh, uh, the police officer, Capitol Police officer, on January the 6th saying to the camera, we were hung out to dry. We were set up. Who set the cops up on Jan 6th? They, they set up. They set up 64. Oh, absolutely. 
And then they asked her to come two hours later. Was it the they same people who set up the rally attendees? Is this why so much January 6th footage has been hidden yeah. for so long? Yeah, you know, and, and uh, you know, uh, I hate to tell you this, but the fire is still in the belly of those who witnessed it, whether they were in Washington, D.C. or not. We know. We get it. It's been done before. Disinformation has been done before. Disinformation, misinformation has been done before. The Reichstag is done before. Except for the Reichstag, there actually was a fire. It's, it's, it's remarkable. It really is. You know, you can't say that. Yeah, I can. I absolutely can't. It's my First Amendment right to have my opinion, and my opinion is backed by fact. It is, it, is, it is backed by so much more than somebody just screaming, that's disinformation. It is. And, and I'll debate anybody on it if you want. I don't even care. It could be the, one of the, you know, what, who are the geniuses in the Democrat Party of thought leaders? James Carville? <laughs> any day of the week, man. Any day of the week, I'll do it. But uh, that's what they're afraid of. That's, that's what they're afraid of. I believe that wholeheartedly, 100%. 100%. Uh, before we go to break, I want to mention them. This is kind of fun, actually. And then we're going to get into uh, Andrea Mitchell lying about uh, Ron DeSantis. Uh, also, uh, Nikki Haley uh, defended, actually, by Jake Tapper um, uh, because the left is going after Nikki, Nikki Haley, literally saying that she used, she's using her brown skin to launder white supremacy. <laughs> this is hilarious. Recent study reveals this is maybe turning point, okay? Recent study reveals that companies are cutting diversity, equity, and inclusion roles at a higher rate than other jobs. You know why? Because it's all crap. It's all nonsense. All of this uh, sensitivity training and everything, if you look at all the studies, it's, it, it is doing no good. Any, any, it's, it's completely wasted money. State governments are starting to realize what a joke it is. You've been played. So anyway, apparently that's where uh, they are cutting. According to a report from Revealio Labs, published uh, earlier this month, revealed a disproportionate amount of uh, impact of layoffs on DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion professionals. Attrition rates for DEI roles have outpaced those of non-DEI roles at more than 600 companies that laid off workers since late 2020 and have accelerated at quickly in the last six months. You know why? Because diversity, equity, and inclusion don't do anything for the bottom line. And they already have laws in the books to stop discrimination from happening. What DEI is about is corporate brainwashers on staff. And it opens companies up to massive lawsuits for nothing. Companies that had layoffs in 2022 terminated DEI roles at a 33% rate versus a 21% for other positions. The report argued that the trend is a bad sign because it signals that companies are deprioritizing diversity and inclusion initiatives. No, they're not. They're just finding out they're worthless. They don't do anything. It also claimed that businesses with DIA teams positively impact employee morale. No, they don't. They make people terrified to say anything. Because you'll be sent to some sort of brainwashing nonsense. That's what it's all about. And hopefully, we are going to start seeing this stuff flashed down, uh, flushed down the toilet, by the way. Uh, let's take a break and come back. We've got much more. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. 
time to put Nancy, Joe, Chuck, Bernie, and Mitch in a retirement home. Rest well and rest easy. You deserve it. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show Friday edition. It is funny, you know, Donald Trump got impeached after he left office. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. Got impeached twice. Uh, and he, and again, once after he got out of office, that did a face flag because there was no evidence that he uh, got the crowd fired up to go attack the Capitol. So that should have been the end of it. They created up a kangaroo court. Uh, and then while they were doing that, they raided Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> it just really, honestly, if you look at it, it's just, it's so patently obvious that uh, that they're trying to get him to, to not run for president because he did a lot of damage to the deep state. And I'm going to tell you, all of the stuff that's being exposed in the last couple of years is all because Donald Trump was in office. Yeah, that's crazy. Zip Zero Nada on January the 6th blamed at Donald Trump. They got plenty of nothing. January 6th is a bust. It's a joke. Everything that committee says you just cannot trust. Zero. The hearings have produced nothing. It's a kangaroo court. Same way with the Miss Cheney with the enemy. She likes to consort. Where is she now? And support. She's gonna run for president. Yeah, right. Adam Schiff doesn't have squat. It's yeah. clear to see. He's full of shifts. Evidence Shift. nobody has got. What a mockery. It's a desperate attempt that we hold in contempt angrily. <laughs> yeah, they got plenty of nothing. Yeah. The hearing's been a big waste. Burp. Come November when we run them out. Will get a taste. Disgrace. Well, They'll get their due. 2024 in Biden too. Bye, Grampy. Nancy's through. Haven't heard much from her either. Yeah, kind of interesting. Why hasn't she said anything about the tapes? Why, where did that old Nan go? Or Nancy go? I don't know. Nikki Haley's campaign rollout has ne- negligible impact on support. Well, no kidding. Uh I just, uh, this is according to a uh, morning consult poll showed that Haley's uh, support in the 2024 GOP presidential uh, primary did increase from three to six <laughs> percent. That is right down there with uh, Vice President Mike Pence, who will never be the president, by the way. Yeah, far short of uh, Donald Trump, by the way. According to this poll, are you, are you ready? Are you, I mean, obviously you're thinking, oh, dude, Ron, De- Ron DeSantis is going to win. He's going to be. Yeah. No, uh, in this poll, uh, Donald Trump leads 50 to 30%. Yeah. You know why? Because Trump uh, voters aren't going to leave him. They, they aren't. Because uh, they uh, don't feel like his work is done. I mean, that's just the way it is. I'm, you, know, you guys know. You guys know. This is from Joe Hoft, uh, Gateway Pundit. I know my wallet was better under Donald Trump. I know that we were energy independent. America was better. Donald Trump was has unfinished business. Derp. And America has unfinished business. It's time for America to see and have that comeback that we all deserve. So there you go. So uh, Nikki Haley, I, I told you this. She's a, uh, she's a rhino. Uh, she is a uh, old school uh, Republican, and she's one of the Republicans that uh, were in charge. Her, her uh, ilk, her ideology was in charge of the Republican Party until Donald Trump came along and blew it up. So she's not going to be the president. She just, uh, I'm just going to don't want to disappoint you, all you, you know, three uh, supporters of hers. But, of course, that doesn't prevent the left from attacking her. Like this guy, Wajat Ali. 
on uh, MSNBC who is a uh, racist, who is a God, just a reason. Here's what he said. This is the attack. Seriously. This is the kind of hubris that uh, panelists on CNN and MSNBC have. They always put people of color to the force so they can throw rocks at people like Nikki Haley and not be called racist. So these guys can be really, really racist and get away with it. And CNN just kind of sits back and watches the, uh, or MSNBC sits back and watches the fireworks. She uses her brown skin as a weapon against poor black folks and poor brown folks. And she uses her brown skin to launder white supremacist talking points. And the reason why I feel sad. She doesn't launder white supremacist talking points. She has them dry cleaned. Because no matter what she does, Mehdi, it'll never be enough. They'll never love her. Do you want any uh, starch or no on the laundered white supremacy? Generally, I like a little bit of starch on some of it, and then otherwise, just a nice pressing. Let's hear it again. She uses her brown skin as a weapon against poor black folks and poor brown folks, and she uses her brown skin to launder white supremacist talking points. And the reason why I feel sad is because no matter what she does, Mehdi, it'll never be enough. They'll never love her. You know, if you're talking about uh, people of Indian heritage, they make more money than white people in America. <laughs> they do. Then it's cool. I don't care. I'm a white guy. I don't care. I think it's awesome. You know, and Asian people, Asian descent, they make more money than white people. They do. I don't care. I think it's great. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I think it's fantastic. I don't care what color you are. You make as much money as you can. But that's what. They, and here's Jake Tapper. Uh, you're kind of uh, defending Nikki Haley. I'm with Ramesh. Yeah, I think the, the fact that she got to be the governor of South Carolina with brown skin is a very impressive accomplishment. Maybe. South and Carolina I don't think it's racist. Something people ought to be attacking or ridiculing her about. Let's just take her based on her ideas. And uh, I, I might not like them as a Democrat. Republicans might, but I, I think it's a terrible thing to say about her. One of the things that's odd also is you see some, I, wanna, I don't want to make too big a deal out of it, but you see some people on the left uh, noting that Nikki is not her original first name i think it's her middle name right mm -hmm. um and like basically suggesting that she i mean it's not true and th these are the same people who objected to name. whenever republicans would say barack hussein obama um i mean it, it there is a very ugly side of the left that comes out uh, when nikki haley runs for office well as far as barack hussein obama you couldn't say his middle name we didn't want to make a big deal as like barack hussein obama but the left said, you can't say his name. You're being right. No, it's just a freaking middle name. What do you want to buy it? You're using it against. No, no, no. It was just a middle name. There was so much other stuff about Barack Obama who should, I mean, Barack Hussein Obama, that, that you know, was uh, worthy of, I mean, much more press coverage than his middle name. But uh, that was that all uh, was all about. But it is funny. Brown skin to launder white supremacy is remarkable. And by the way, a lot of, I'll just tell you, I know a lot of people come to the country, like a lot of Korean people, I'm just using my own personal experience, and they will change their first name to assimilate to the culture. I had a Korean uh, hairstylist at Great Clips in Maryland. I know, hairstylist at Great Clips. And her name was Mary Jane. She's, uh, she changed her name. was Mary Jane. You know, whatever. Who cares? All right, so coming up, uh, uh, it looks like we've got some great audio from Andrea Mitchell lying and then trying to cover up a lie uh, about Ron DeSantis. You're going to love this. And your calls are welcome at 800-922-6680. It's the Rob Carson Show. Opinions are easy. Entertaining? Not so much. It's the Ron Carson Show. She uses her brown skin as a weapon against poor black folks and poor brown folks, and she uses her brown skin to launder white supremacist talking points. And the reason why I feel sad... Uh, isn't that funny? 
That's uh, what is it? Wajit Ali on the W uh, on uh, MSNBC talking about Nikki Haley. She uses her brown skin to launder white supremacy. So, how long was he sitting in bed? He's like, "Oh, I'll put, I'll bring that on. I'm on the panel tomorrow." My uh, my boss Lee, he said, "You're right. Dry cleaning is best for supreme whites. <laughs> Clorox is also good." <laughs> Remember, if you want your clothes to be supremely white, make sure to vote for Nikki Haley. Ancient Chinese secret. No, it's not Chinese, actually. It's Indian. So anyway, just so stupid. Just so stupid. Uh, and that's, that's what we're here for. You know, that's what we're here for. We're here to make fun uh, a lot of the times. And sometimes, uh, you know, we have to take things really, really seriously. And, and I, when I was a kid right out of college, started writing for Rush. You know this. Started writing for Rush Limbaugh. And, and we just, we, we did our level best. And I did my best to, uh, to use absurdity to exemplify the absurd. That was Rush's, uh, that was his mantra. And, and honestly, there is a point where you, you know, there's a time to fight. Oh, oh don't get me wrong. And you don't want to bleep with patriotic Americans, okay? But I'll tell you, there are also a time we need to just bring back shame. We, shame needs to make a comeback, and we need to laugh about people like Sam Brenton. And we need to shame them. Shame them, you know, however. Maybe it's online, whatever. Don't harass them or anything. But they, honestly, we got to use shame, uh, and, and, and embarrassment and, and literally look at their stuff. And when somebody brings it up, rather than engaging them a lot of the times in conversation, I'm not saying to behave like leftists. Leftists, you know, when you try to enter a conversation, well, yeah, but Nikki Haley, she launders white supremacy. You know, now you, you engage them, but also don't be afraid to say, God, you're just, are you serious? Are you serious? So, you know, and I want to mention this, too. Uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about all of the uh, presidential candidates and whatnot. Um, but there are a couple people who are being ignored, who should not be ignored, who are, uh, I mean, mind-blowingly awesome constitutional conservatives. Uh, one of them is Christy Nome. Christy Nome is the governor of the state of South Dakota, where my mom lived for 20 years. My sister still lives there. It's a lovely place, by the way. Winters are terrible. But nobody's paying any attention to her as a potential presidential candidate. Nobody's saying, maybe Christy Nome will run for president. Why not? Is it because she's a girl? I mean, I'm being serious here. Is it because she's a girl? Because i got to tell you, she's doing everything that Ron DeSantis is doing on steroids, for lack of a better cliche. But she is, she's, doing, she's doing on her own what Ron DeSantis is, is talking about in Florida, but she's being ignored for a couple of reasons. A, she's from a low-population state, South Dakota, and B, she's a girl. And here's what, listen, here's what she, like, for instance, here's what she had to say about the, uh, the spy balloon, which we've moved past, right? I guess we've moved past the spy balloon. They, they wagged the dog and spent $1.6 million to take some amateur balloon enthusiasts, Mylar balloons, out of the sky. That's true, okay? Uh, the, 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 that's true. All right. Otherwise, there would have been a much more massive effort to find these if they were indeed really big Chinese spy balloons or whatever. But it was a wag the dog scenario versus the real Chinese spy balloon which flew over the country. Listen to, listen to Christy Nome talking about the Chinese spy balloon and how we we should not move beyond this. I was standing upstairs in the governor's residence, actually in my closet, when one of my staffers came upstairs and said, "Governor, 
we need to talk to you downstairs about a national security issue that you need to be briefed on by your National Guard. They indicated to me that the Pentagon and Department of Defense had reached out to them that they needed to be on alert because there was a foreign object in the sky over Montana that would be coming into South Dakota in the next 24 hours and our assets might need to be utilized to take it down. Now listen, Sean, this was, this was a government that literally told the governor that there is a foreign object floating into South Dakota. You need to take cover. And we're trying to move on from this? And Joe Biden and the Democrats have moved on from this? Are you out of your nut? It was two days before the rest of the country even knew that this object existed. And the Pentagon and the White House did not let me know as governor of South Dakota that my National Guard may be utilized, that my F-16s or my... Uh, personnel that have expertise in recovery of these kind of wow. objects might be tapped to come in and assist the United States. Unreal. And they did not um, have any communication with me until the balloon had already crossed through South Dakota when was over the central United States. In fact, when you guys were reporting wow. on Fox News that it was over Montana, that balloon had already crossed into the middle wow. of the country. So this is the kind of deception that we have going on with our administration this is what they've lied to the american people covered it she, up she has no holds barred are you hearing this from any other uh, any other uh, governor about the balloon no 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 oh and then this then this christy no one of the only governors in the country to not shut down anything ron DeSantis did he shut down beaches he did some shutdown nothing is ron DeSantis. but christy Nome said no to all of this covid nonsense and she's going to be proven right we ended up being the only state that never once closed a single business or church, um, never mandated anything. Um, I just told my people, I'm going to stand up in front of you and tell you everything that I know, um, and I'm going to trust you. I'm going to let you use personal responsibility to make the best decisions for you and your family, and we're going to get through this together. And overwhelmingly, the state responded. Uh, they appreciated um, that trust and recognizing that that we were going to do all that we could to protect people, but that it wasn't my job to stand up and mandate and make the decisions for their families that they should be making. All right. So if she ran for president, <clears throat> and, and uh, you know, I, I'm, I've already made myself very clear, I'm, I have no intention, unless something major happens, to not vote for Donald Trump, just because he's got unfinished business, and I think the 2020 election was a sham. But uh, this woman's presidential material, she is sh exemplifying it. She's got an even, steady hand. She uh, uh, looked at the COVID uh, nonsense and said, uh, nonsense. And, uh, and I think she's an amazing person. And nobody's paying attention to her because she's in flyover country. It's not in Florida where everybody's moving from New York and all that stuff. And I, and I might consider moving to South Dakota if it were closer to, I don't know, water and mountains. And if it wasn't so dang cold in the winter. Because it really is. It's a, it's a beautiful state. I just, I'm, I'm done with cold weather. So that's the only, uh, that's the only thing. But anyway, uh, that's why I think, uh, you know, why, why aren't they talking about her? Why aren't they talking about um, uh, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, governor in Arkansas, uh, who's already uh, instituting some of the most uh, conservative uh, mandates and legislation in the state's history. And she's the first female governor of the state of Arkansas, by the way. So, you know. The, 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 you know, let's not forget the women in the that uh, you know are outstanding. At least the Republican Party has a deep pinch. What the hell does the Democrat Party have? Gavin Newsom, dear God, dear God. So uh, I do want to mention this. Um, Andrea Mitchell lied about Ron DeSantis 
plan to get this uh, this radical African American studies curriculum out of schools. It's uh, you know, and it's funny because last year there were Democrats saying, "Oh, CRT isn't being taught in schools." They literally covered up, said CRT is not being taught in schools because they know how radical and leftist and Marxist it is. And then once it got discovered, then they just decided to embrace it and then call Republicans racist for wanting to get rid of it. <clears throat> That's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. And Andy, Andrea Mitchell, dear God, when is she going to retire? Here she is lying in front of Kamala Harris because she knows Kamala Harris will eat it up because she's not a very bright person about Ron DeSantis getting rid of radical CRT crap out of schools. Hold on one second. Here it is. About black. Let's try that again. Here we go. Let me ask you, what does Governor Ron DeSantis not know about black history and the black experience when he says that slavery and the aftermath of slavery should not be taught to Florida school children? Yeah, you see, it's a uh, it's a lie. It's a lie. And uh, DeSantis is not against teaching uh, about slavery. And by the way, I grew up when I grew up. We learned about slavery in school. I know in the 1970s and 80s we learned about it. It's crazy, right? Yeah, you know, I also watched TV shows with black people on them. Didn't think twice about it. No, you know, we didn't. And I didn't even care. Didn't even care. Because my generation was the first generation to move on from that crap, from all that racist crap. I watched Good Times. I watched uh, uh, The Jeffersons, best TV show, best theme song in history. And I also watched, uh, you know, uh, uh, Mark and Mindy and Happy Days. And I watched, uh, what the hell else did I watch? Uh, oh, All in the Family, which really addressed a lot of the, you know, the black and white issues and all that stuff. So, nonsense. Anyway, uh, the governor has uh, opposed the teaching of uh, African-American curricula, utilization of some offers as well as source materials and histories, and teachers say that makes it all po- impossible for students to learn about slavery. Well, it's not true. It's absolutely not true. It's getting CRT out. Um, and, of course, uh, uh, Andrea Mitchell has since uh, apologized, but it wasn't an apology. <laughs> it's really, it's, it's, but it, it, what, uh, what Ron DeSantis and his uh, office are going to do, they said they will be declining media requests from NBC Universal outlets until Mitchell apologizes. And then Mitchell did this apology. Here's her apology real quick. This is, a, this is, this is her apology. This is fantastic. This is almost as uh, uh, meaningless as Don Lemon's apology on Twitter before he got back on the air uh, day before yesterday. Here's Andrea Mitchell. And a postscript. In my interview last Friday with Vice President Harris, I was imprecise in summarizing Governor DeSantis's position. She was imprecise. She didn't lie. She was imprecise. So, you know, Democrats always change the vernacular. They always say, well, we're not liberal, we're progressive. And we're not uh, pro-abortion, we're, we're pro-choice. And now it's we're not lying, we just uh, said something imprecise, which is really going to ruin a lot of songs, by the way. Think about the Eagles. You can't hide your imprecise eyes. ...about teaching slavery in schools. Governor DeSantis is not opposed to teaching the fact of slavery in schools, but he has opposed the teaching of an African-American studies curriculum as well as the use of some authors and source materials that historical race theory historians and teachers say makes it all but impossible for students to understand. No, historians and teachers, leftist Marxists. That's who's talking. She's still lying. The broader historic and political context behind slavery. And it's aftermath. Let's hear the, the beginning of that again. This is, let's, this, this is, how, this is how a liar uh, covers up a lie. And a postscript. In my interview last Friday with Vice President Harris, I was imprecise in summarizing. Yeah, yeah, it's a imprecise. Sure, sure, sure. Wow. Uh, and by the way, here's what um, 
uh, DeSantis' office declared. I think we need to take a step back. There will be no consideration of anything related to MS, uh, to NBC, Universal, or its affiliates until and at least Andrea Mitchell corrects the blatant lie that she made about Governor DeSantis uh, saying that slavery in the aftermath uh, of slavery should not be taught in Florida school children. And this is all just nonsense. This is the same thing Donald, uh, Ron DeSantis said enough with his sexualization of children, enough with putting books like Lawn Boy in school libraries, uh, enough with his nonsense tra- saying that kindergartners should be taught about sex and sexuality and third graders should be told they can change gender. And of course, what did the left do? They called it Don't Say Gay. Do you see? And, and you know what? For people who don't read or don't care to learn, that's all you need to hear. Oh, he's anti-gay. Really? Why is he anti-gay? Because he is. He's just anti-gay. He doesn't want gay kids to... to the, he wants them all to die. No. No, not at all. Not at all. And honestly, this stuff is just... I mean, it's wearing really thin. It's wearing really, really thin. And I don't think that most Americans are buying this crap, to be quite honest. Uh, coming up, I've got some uh, pretty... Uh, well... I think there's a lot coming out about COVID. I, I mentioned the Newsweek piece yesterday about how COVID is shaping up to be a massive scandal, uh, an unnecessary um, intrusion of government into all of our lives around the world. And, uh, and there is some troubling news about not only a lot of athletes dying on the field at a very young age, a lot of uh, mitocardial uh, myocarditis, um, and whatnot related to the vaccine. And there are some other things that I, I just be aware of. I'm going to share with you with regard to female infertility. Uh, and that's coming up. This, my friends, is a Friday edition of the Rob Carson Show. If you're looking for a woke take on current events, just go back to sleep because you're not getting it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. <laughs> All right, before we dive into the COVID messiness, let's talk to Sean in Live Oak, California. Sean, welcome to the Rob Carson Show on this Friday. How are you doing today, my friend? Yeah. Greetings from West Libertardia. <laughs> yes, yes. But uh, the comments that Joy Behar made, what yes. occurred to me is this is a person that's operating under uh, false narratives and false premises. Yes. Now, she's, uh, of course, for those who haven't had their uh, memories refreshed or maybe you're not familiar, she blamed the uh, East Palestine train derailment on Trump policies and then blamed East Palestine uh, citizens for voting for Donald Trump, so it was all their fault. Yeah. Well, this is the thing you were talking earlier about intelligent. It doesn't matter how intelligent you are, is if you're operating from a false premise, Yes. You, you, there's no way to come to the right conclusion. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, there's a, it's book smart, street smart. It's that, you know, you are uh, as, as intelligent as you're, as you're going to be when you're born, meaning your brain is always going to function at that level. So if you're in an 80 IQ, it's not going to get any better. You're going to end up being a, you know, a character in a mice and men. But if you're, you know, a hundred, you know, whoops, that was, I didn't mean to insult anybody with 80 IQs. People will freak out. Oh my God, you're making fun of people who have 80 IQ. No, I don't care. It's how you're born. It's what you do with it. And, and you can be very smart, but you can also be ignorant, is what I think you're saying, Sean. Yeah, well, in a person that only has an ADIQ, yeah. is if they don't uh, buy into false narratives, they're going to be ahead of anybody that's uh, got an IQ of 120 plus. 
I know. Does. Listen, dude, you're right. And and I know a lot of people. I don't care about IQ. Who really gives a rat's no. behind about IQ? Uh, but I know a lot of people in my life. I grew up with people who I don't say anything about IQ. They, they weren't uh, college educated. I mean, I was kind of the exception in my family and everything. But but I mean, my my mother, dear God, my mother didn't go to college. She was a freaking sage. She was a sage, and, and I had never had her IQ tested, but I'm sure it was hundred buck fifty or above. But yeah, it, it's what you do with it. It's how do you choose to use it, and and if you choose to be woefully ignorant, and and a lot of people are. And just a real quick for those who who you know are offended that I you know, made some a comment about people with an eighty IQ, they can do anything. I mean, for God's sake, we have a vice president who has an eighty IQ, so you know anything's possible. Yeah. Well, just <laughs> just from my own life, uh, right out the window. Yeah, go ahead. I, I remember when I used to believe in uh, human-caused climate change. Yes, yes. And it was the uh, scientific fraud that convinced me. And once I found out that it was scientific fraud, I changed my position on it. Now, because you're, you're smart. Well, I so also I feel somewhat humiliated that I was bamboozled like that. That's okay, Sean. I appreciate your phone call, bro. I yeah. think we need to hear this again. By the way. That's who you voted for in that district. Donald Trump. Joy Behar is a psycho. The view is always dumb. She said Palestine deserved their fate. Cause they went for Donald Trump. This is Jim Gossett. Cause they went for Donald Trump. Two S's and two T's. Joy should be out. Slam the people of East Palestine. She's evil and she's mean. Ah, she does dumb. If I ran the network, I'd tell you what I'd do. I'd say Joy Behar hit the road, then I'd take her off the view. Hit the rails. Joy <laughs> should be canned. Whoopie should be banned. <laughs> Joy should be fired by ABC. She should be history. Oh, that's all right. She makes it interesting, right? All right. She and Don Lemon, uh, they make it interesting. I, I don't want them shut down because uh, I'm going to miss the show prep. I don't want everybody agreeing with me, even if they're completely wrong. I, I prefer it, actually. <laughs> all right, let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is, and by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. We're in the last hour of the show, which uh, generally, you know, a lot of the times, that's kind of the hour you slack off. This is where we sprint. Yeah, this is where we sprint, and there's uh, a lot of things to get to. I want to mention um, my TV show. If you get a chance to uh, DVR it or watch it this weekend, it runs a couple of times. It's called Rob Carson's What in the World, and it is on Newsmax. And uh, we we've made some adjustments to the show. I think you're going to get a. I think you're going to laugh. I think you're going to really laugh. Uh, and and I I do uh, I, I write it all myself. I choose all the video clips and everything. And and uh, I I really believe you're going to enjoy the show. Uh, and if you want something to just just guffaw 
uh, you know, do a spit take, whatever. Uh, check it out. It's Rob Carson's What in the World, and it is on Newsmax. Um, and just go to NewsmaxTV.com for details. New York City hospitals are spending $90 million to house migrants in Midtown uh, hotels. I have not heard a single thing about East Palestine, about $90 million being sent to East Palestine for the people in East Palestine. And if we had $90 million, I think that would come to about, if I, and I'm terrible at math, about twenty grand a person. <clears throat> Which in East Palestine, I mean, a fraction of that to go stay in a hotel for a month or two or or a year, honestly. Yeah, but uh, New York uh, Health and Hospital CEO Mitchell Katz has approved $40 million in payments to four-star row New York City near Times Square, $28 million to the four-star Stewart Hotel across from Madison Square Garden, according to documents. Uh, and, uh, and by the way, uh, the New York Post reports that uh, workers at the row were throwing out nearly a ton of food every day because the mi- migrants wouldn't eat it because they say it's not culturally appropriate. You know what? Honestly, kiss my butt. I want to say that to the illegals coming to this country who are demanding hotel rooms and, and culturally appropriate meals. Kiss it, all right? Honestly, uh, you have no business being here, coming across the border. I don't care. Uh, so enough with this nonsense, absolute nonsense. And this is another metaphor for how American citizens are whizzed on while illegals are given the red carpet. I mean, go, treat, treat, do me a favor. Sneak across the border as an American citizen into Mexico and demand to be put up at a five-star resort in Cancun. You see how well that works for you. Meanwhile, what you do in, in places like Mexico and what you do in places like, you know, south of the border, you, you, if you get a rental car, you might get held up by the policia uh, by, by, uh, you know, for making a, a rolling stop through a stop sign and you get taken for every damn dime you're worth or you get thrown in jail. How about that? God, so tired of this nonsense. Oh, this is another uh, another thing. Uh, New York's millionaire exodus. This is what happens when you target the rich. 1,453 taxpayers earning more than $25 million fled the state in 2021. That's a ton of tax money. 520 fewer than departed during the height of the pandemic. Okay? So new figures show that people who make a lot of money want to get the hell out of New York. Yeah, there's still about 80,000 millionaire taxpayers in New York, by the way. But not the uber-rich, not the 25 million. They're all moving to Florida. I, I'm serious, they are. They're, they're moving to Florida. Billionaires like uh, Carolina Panthers owner David Tepper, hedge fund uh, manager uh, Paul Tudor Jones, uh, whose net worth is $7.3 billion, both left the Big Apple to go to Palm Beach, citing tax reasons. You know, So, you know, make your bed, lay in it. Then spend a lot of money for illegals. Yeah, do that. Chase away the movers and shakers, the money makers. Chase away the movers, the shakers, and the money makers. I kind of like the sound of that. It's kind of cool. Oh, and there, there. This is kind of interesting because um, you know, I don't believe that uh, being gay is a choice. Do I believe that some people choose the homosexual lifestyle? It happens. I mean, it does. I got a friend who's a major executive at a broadcast corporation. And uh, literally, I was uh, at, a, at a thing, and she, she had a, 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 a significant other who was a woman. And she broke up, and she said, oh, I'm just sick of that. I'm going back to men. And I'm like, oh, ha, ha, ha. She goes, no, I am. I'm going back to men. I'm like, okay, whatever. That's, that's her. That's, she's just an example. But I think mostly you're gay. You're going to be born gay. going to be gay. That said, why are younger people increasingly identifying as LGBTQRSTUV? 
it's because uh, they're being indoctrinated. You know, I'm honestly name the uh, the most susceptible group to peer pressure in the world: teenagers. It, it, duh. I mean, come on. <laughs> you know, but in the last decade, the number of Americans who identify as LGBTQ has doubled. Furthermore, the research and statistics uh, show that uh, with each successive generation, more and more people are identifying as gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, or something other than heterosexual. Yeah, I know. This is uh, from uh, the uh, U.S. Marine and bisexual member of Gays Against Groomers. Everyone is like, no, 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 that's not indoctrination. We're just reaching inclusion so it doesn't count. I totally disagree with that. Totally disagree with that. Samantha Viscount of the Gays Against Groomers says, I think that if you teach children all this LGBT material way too early on and age before they understand it, it's absolutely indoctrination. Uh, Duh. Duh. And I want to say something else. Because I have uh, literally, I I, uh, officiated at a gay wedding. Uh, I, you know, I, I think that the, the, the government ought to be out of the marriage. And if a church wants to decide they want to marry gay people, they can. And if they want to stick to a biblical, uh, you know, uh, a marriage, then they have the choice to say no. You know, there you go. So there you go. But I think as far as, um, most gay people, I think that most don't agree with this, this insane left leaning version of LGBTQ. I, I do not believe. I don't believe. And and uh, this is according to uh, another member of Gays Against Groomers. This uh, this person is uh, Jorge Salinas. I've seen this guy speak. He's spectacular. Based on my experience and my involvement in the community and how much I've spoken with people across the world, I would probably say it would be a healthy guess that at least 60 to 7% of our community, LGBTQ, do not agree with all of this leftist grooming nonsense in schools. And I would like to say to those who are members of the LGBT community, if you're not down with all this nonsense, please speak up. Please speak up. Because somebody is overplaying their hand on, and, and, and uh, uh, hijacking your movement. They are. They are. And they're not helping. They're not helping. So there you go. There you go. Um, let's talk a little bit about... Um, COVID, you know, as I did, uh, that um, I started talking uh, about COVID in March of 2021. And I said it was very suspicious at the time. I was working in a car dealership. I was there every day. And the, the, the pandemic started and, you know, we, everybody's freaked out. If somebody had a sniffle, you know, you'd, you'd leave work, you know. And, and I remember when I was at the grocery store and this woman, I, I got out of my, my car outside and went <coughs> like that. And she goes, you coughed. I'm not kidding. That's what she said. And I said, I've got acid reflux, moron. And I had other people, like I was at a grocery store, and this, this uh, couple in front of me, and this guy goes, you are within five feet of me. You're not at six feet. You're not t- maintaining a distance. And I said, I stepped literally. I stepped back a foot. I said, there, you're safe. I stepped forward a sec. Now you're dead. And then I stepped back. Oh, now you're safe. Then I stepped forward. Now you're dead. And people started laughing, and he left the store. And I noticed that nobody in my car dealership died of COVID. What? And then my daughter was out of school for effectively a year and a half. And she went back to school. 2,600 people worked there. And the whole deal. 2,600 worked there at the school. Nobody died. Why is that? 
I, I'd like to know, and I'm not saying that COVID didn't happen because I caught it. It was not fun. It was not fun. But we've been played on everything, everything. Uh, COVID, where it came from, how it should be treated. I can go on and every type of thing you could say. All of the doctors who disagreed with the government protocol were immediately called deniers and uh, and uh, uh, disseminators of disinformation. All of it. All of it. It was unbelievable. It ushered in a new era of censorship, absolute censorship and totalitarian control. It did. And I hope someday soon that the people who perpetrated Anonymous go to prison. Uh, no apology. Uh, go to prison. All right? Elon Musk, on when people will admit COVID response was a scam, he says it's coming. Is a COVID bombshell on the way in the next Twitter file? Rapper and popular influencer Zuby. I mean, I've got all of his music on my uh, Spotify account. No, I've never actually heard of him. Uh, but anyway, he says, when will everybody admit the whole COVID-19 pandemic response was a scam? Elon Musk responded by saying it's coming. Yeah. Back in January, Elon Musk said a key researcher on Fauci was traveling to Twitter. On Wednesday, Twitter, uh, Elon Musk appeared to suggest that he had information that would prove the entire COVID pandemic response was a scam. And I have never been afraid to say it because I have I have an opinion and it is guaranteed by the First Amendment. And yours has always been too. yours has always been there. You just chose whether you're going to shut up or not. And I chose not to shut up. Okay, so there's this uh, uh, James Thorpe was uh, on uh, with Tucker the other night. James Thorpe is a uh, maternal fetal medicine doctor. And there have been some things coming about, out, out about the vaccine. And, and you need to be aware of them. You need to be aware of them as a person who may have the vaccine, as a person who has family members who got the vaccine, as a person who was forced to take the vaccine. These are things you need to be aware of. Okay, and he talked about uh the what we're realizing i had Naomi Naomi wolf on earlier this week she was called a denier she was uh, ostracized the whole deal she's back on twitter she said the same thing listen to what he said about what vaccines these uh these mrna vaccines do to women and fertility let's start out one can make a very strong argument tucker that the pushing of these experimental covid 19 vaccines globally is the greatest violation of medical ethics in the history of medicine maybe humanity we have never ever broken the sacral sanct golden rule of pregnancy yeah you don't do vaccines on pregnant women never ever i i published extensively now when it comes to an experimental vaccine in my career and extensively in the last three years all on covid and what we've seen this article we're honored that i hear that it's going to be a lead feature article in a major peer-reviewed medical journal which will be published god willing march 1st now uh we will be watching for that for sure but in the last three weeks you had a, a study international study of mask efficacy and found that masks did nothing Earlier this week, there was a study published in The Lancet. It was uh, 65 countries, and they talked about natural immunity versus a vaccine. And they came to the conclusion, The Lancet, that natural immunity was more powerful. Your government said no. And if you tried to push natural immunity, you were called a disseminator 
of disinformation and misinformation. Here's a little bit more from uh, this Dr. James Thorpe. Listen, these are statistics, and all of this is going to come out March the 1st. We found a 1,200-fold increase in severe menstrual abnormalities, a 57-fold increase in miscarriage, a 38-fold increase in fetal death or stillbirth rates. Are you listening to this? And um, we found 15 other major pregnancy complications, all far exceeding the CDC and the FDA um, values of safety. So what, what we have is I can produce it, more than 30 other completely independent sources globally wow. that corroborate exactly our findings, Tucker. And if that's, if that's not uh, bad enough, there are, um, this is, includes Pfizer's own internal data. This from a virus that comes from China, and more than any country on the face of the earth right now, they have become masters of population control. They have. One child, and then letting little baby girls die. It's true. Let's take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show. They impeached our president twice for nothing. The truth is simple, and it's right before our eyes. They raided his home. I don't know what to be concerned about. No one, no one seems to. And they call us extremists and fascists for supporting him. Yeah, we're done with all that. It's the Rob Carson Show. Kind of funny, you know, uh, Don Lemon was off a couple days because he said something uh, that really was more about, rather than just insulting all women by saying that women are... Uh, in their prime, in their 20s and 30s and maybe 40s. Uh, it really was a very passive-aggressive and very uh, nasty attack on one of his co-hosts. Uh, what is it, Topper Harley or uh, Tipper McGee? I, what, anyway, uh, uh, his, uh, his, one of his co-hosts is sitting there <clears throat> in her 40s, and, uh, and he directed that at her. It wasn't about women in general. It was a snarky little nasty shot at one of his uh, uh, t- Harlow, t- Toppy, Toppy Harlow. I don't know, whatever. Anyway, so it was, a, it, was, it was legitimately a passive-aggressive attack on her as she sat there. It wasn't just women in general. It was him saying, yeah, women are past their prime in their 20s, or they're in their primes in their 20s and 30s, and he looked at her and said, maybe 40s. That was a D-word move. That was not cool at all. And, uh, and very aggressive. And I don't blame her <clears throat> for going to the bathroom. She, she uh, left the, st- uh, the, uh, the studio right after that, uh, so went to the bathroom. And, and it was a very uh, vengeful, strange, creepy thing to do. And a lot of people who are in positions of power, unchecked egos, do stuff like this. I've worked with people like this before, by the way. The positive is that when Don uh, Lemon was off, their ratings went up. <laughs> The same thing happened when they took uh, Tubby, uh, uh, what's his name, um, uh, Brian uh, uh, Stelter, when they took him off. The ratings went up. And and the same thing happened when they took Chris Cuomo off. It's crazy. And there's only one reason they haven't taken Don Lemon off. It's because they're terrified of him. They're terrified of the accusation of racism or homophobia. And they're terrified of a multi-hundred million dollar settlement. That's what they're terrified of. That's why they're willing to do it. And they're even willing to see a decrease in the ratings by 5%. And, and they can't afford it. 
They can't afford it. Viewership reached a total of 617,000 households on February the 17th, the first day of Lemon's absence. The next day, 678. And then when he came back, we haven't heard, but presumably they've gone back down. Because he's not a likable person. And he certainly doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. He's wrong about everything. And, you know, does this come as a big surprise? Oh, this is uh, pretty interesting. You know, I talked about the uh, the Global Disinformation Index, and I was one of the first shows to really cover this up and how big this is. Uh, what it is is this uh, 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 actually funded by the State Department. We funded to the tune of uh, uh, 200, $300 million. I'm not kidding. Listen to this. Listen to this. GDI recently received $330,000 in taxpayer funds administrating the, by the State Department. Taxpayer funds follow, flowing to the GDI, which maintained a media <clears throat> blacklist known as a dynamic exclusion list, which flagged 39 conservative news outlets as false and misleading. They included Newsmax, The Blaze, Breitbart, Washington Times Judicial Watch, MRC-TV, Real Clear Politics, Daily Wire. In a letter to, uh, uh, to Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, the committee, this is from James Comer, who's heading up this committee to investigate. The committee is disturbed by recent reporting that <clears throat> taxpayer money ended up in the hands of foreign organization running an advertising blacklist, <clears throat> pardon me again, of organizations accused of hosting disinformation on their websites. So they were going to use disinformation, which the federal government did, to shut down conservative speech. They did it. They created a department of disinformation. They mimicked Joseph Stalin. They created a department of disinformation. So the uh, the uh, State Department granted two hundred thirty thousand dollars to an AN Foundation, a GDI group, uh, under the name Disinformation Index Foundation. Financial documents show that the NED received over three hundred million dollars from the State Department since twenty twenty one. You are not imagining any of this. You are not imagining the censorship. And what's worse about this censorship? It was. State-sponsored. It was state-sponsored thought apartheid. It was state-sponsored thought and speech apartheid. And it may have resulted in millions of unnecessary deaths with regard to COVID censorship, among other things. And the U.N. wants to make this international. we got to fight it for all it's worth. Coming up, New York City. Charter schools are destroying public schools as far as uh, success rates. Why aren't they doing this in Baltimore? They'd better consider it. And in St. Louis, and I could go on and on, this is The Rob Carson Show. Joe Biden and the Democrats caused a 40-year high inflation. When factories that make these ships shut down, ships shut down. Because we're not stupid. It's the Rob Carson Show. You know, it's amazing. Uh, that's not really amazing. It's expected that Joy Behar blamed the people of East Palestine for the train wreck. Because she said that it was the Donald Trump uh, rule that caused the braking system to whatever, to whatever. And so uh, you voted for him. It's your fault. <clears throat> Which is, you know, you hear that a lot. Uh, you voted for him. And honestly, with, jo- with Joe Biden, if you're mentioning about the, you know, the, uh, the economy or whatever, it is. It is your fault. Uh, that said, um, you know, it, what's remarkable is that while she's doing that, and she was proven wrong, by the way. Here's the uh, NTSB director literally saying it wasn't it wasn't Donald Trump who did this. Well, and the NTSB has looked at uh, electronically controlled pneumatic braking for a number of years, uh, and we did some testing as well. Uh, certainly it would improve safety, but for this investigation and for this derailment, 
ECP brakes would not have prevented the derailment. All right. So uh, Joy Behar was wrong. She just attempted to uh, be really racist and, you know, and obviously make it political and all that, which is pretty, pretty sad and pathetic. And I and I said that, um, well, what about all of the Democrat policies that have destroyed um, many of the country? <clears throat> the the um, what about uh, all of the deaths associated with the open southern border? All right. Uh, if you vote a Democrat, that's your responsibility. How do you, how about that? How about that? Uh, the fentanyl deaths in this country, they are your responsibility if you voted for Joe Biden. Uh, what's happening in America's inner cities, which I've been talking about for 30 years of my broadcast career, which is basically my entire broadcast career. <clears throat> all of the, all of the wrecked lives, particularly with young black people, mostly black men. All of the lives, all of the graves, all of the early graves that have been dug because of failed policy failed schools failed everything if you voted for a democrat if you vote for democrat in baltimore that's on you if you voted for democrat in uh, in st louis and ferguson that's on you all right the sacking and burning of uh, of uh, minneapolis you're a democrat that's on you how about that let's let's re- if we're going to blaming Let's blame on policies that really have caused the destruction, the cause destruction. But fortunately, listen, listen to this. This is a glimmer of hope. New York City charter schools are giving taxpayers more bang for their buck, routinely outperforming traditional public schools. This is the New York Post, by the way, <clears throat> Gotham's paper, and doing it at less than half the cost per student. Charter's mostly minority student population bested its public school counterpart by up to 8% on both math and reading tests in 2021. And the impressive results come courtesy of a relatively shoestring budget with each uh, city charter spending 17000 per student compared to 36000 spent on each public. The numbers speak for themselves about the performance of charter schools and the transformational opportunities they are providing students. The performance and results are undeniable, according to Joseph Bullock, the chairman of SUNY's Board of Trustees Chair uh, Charter School Committee. And this is echoed throughout, by the way, around the country. Amina Marnell Trowell whose six-year-old son, Sudeh Mohammed Bashuru, is in first grade at Success Academy Bronx II in the Claremont section, is just one parent urging lawmakers to increase the number of charters. She said her family is living proof of what they can do, noting that while other, her other little boy is thriving, an older son in public school is not doing so well. New York City launched a part of charter schools in 1998 under then-Governor George Pataki. The school has 275 of the schools, totaling 141,000 students. Roughly 80% of those kids are from low-income families. 90% of them are black or Latino. Charters get only about 10% of city education spending thanks to years of backroom maneuvering between state lawmakers and city teachers' unions. And let's just blame this on Democrats and teachers' unions. And if you want to see all the destruction that their policies have caused, look across this country because they were the ones down with shutting down schools when they didn't need to be shut down. And when all of this comes out, what a scam this COVID thing was, I hope that people are paid are made accountable for the abject destruction they've done to our children. And I want Democrats to pay for what they've done to inner city schools. This is not on. <laughs> this is not on Republicans. Not in, not in places like uh, <clears throat> Baltimore. Where, by the way, listen, 23 schools in Baltimore, zero kids, zero kids 
test proficient in math. In Illinois, it's worse. 930 schools where only one in 10 children could do math at grade level. This is a firing offense. Every person who's been involved in the educational system, hierarchy in places like Baltimore, or now we know the state of Illinois, or any place that has a record of decades of failing and cheating and lying, uh, Atlanta is another, another market like that, another, <clears throat> another city like that. They need to be held accountable. There needs to be wholesale firing. And, and there needs to be what Ron DeSantis is, is uh, saying in Florida, uh, no more compulsory union dues for unions that only care about enriching themselves. I think this is uh, really good news. I think this makes me, this makes me very happy. Really, really, really happy. And I, I hope and pray before I leave this planet that we're able to turn the, and I mean this with every ounce of my being, we can turn around the plight of children in minority communities in urban centers in this country. Because every child that's born in those areas faces grim prospects because of piss poor leadership. They face a, a lifetime of uh, possibly growing up, uh, dropping out of school, turning to drugs or gangs, uh, being completely, <clears throat> completely surrounded by a culture that that denigrates those who succeed in school and celebrates those who are uh, gangsters 13 times the national murder average if you do live a life in uh, baltimore you're born as a black boy young man there's a real good chance you're gonna make it past your 18th birthday or your 25th birthday and by god in heaven i will do everything i can to stop that I remember I started <clears throat> 1990-ish talking about this. And, and I remember I, I went to uh, Cincinnati. I was in Cincinnati. And this was a metaphor for what I saw. <clears throat> and there's also a lot to be said about parental involvement. We did these uh, uh, self-defense classes around the area. Um, and they were free, and it was to teach kids to be able to defend themselves against attack and whatever. And we partnered with a couple of people. We did these things around the, around the city, and we'd go out to, you know, maybe Fort Thomas, Kentucky, and we'd have a gymnasium full of parents and kids. <clears throat> we'd go to <clears throat> Covington, Kentucky. We'd go to, you know, wherever, uh, Mason uh, in, uh, in uh, Ohio. Um, and then we went to downtown over the Rhine, uh, largely... Uh, black uh, neighborhood and in that neighborhood I'm just telling you what happened a whole lot of kids who were there for after school programs and no parents showed up so it's going to be there's a there's a cultural element there's also a government element in all of this and all I'm saying is I just want kids to have a chance look what happens when they do look what happens when they do amazing things happen all right, uh, and this is kind of fun. I, I love this uh, this guy. Uh, his name is Vincent Vincent Everett Ellison, and uh, he uh, is a, uh, a man of the cloth, and uh, he makes appearances in uh, in media. And here he is talking about uh, Joe Biden and and uh, another Democrat who's let down kids, particularly kids of color, uh, Lori Lightfoot and uh, and Joe Biden. Listen to what he had to say last night. I believe he was talking to Tucker. Uh, when Fair. we look back over history, the Democratic Party were the ones doing Jim Crow that was lynching and killing and castrating black men. And they're still doing it now. Um, you go into any inner city in America. Yeah, they're doing it now. I, you know, as far as like castrating men, 
by taking away their self-worth, uh, their value as a father or a husband. The Democrats run it. I mean, it's a freak show, man. You got Lori Lightfoot and uh, Pete Buttigieg and uh, that crazy Sam Brinkman guy. Listen to what the Democrat Party is. And if you're still down with the Democrat Party, you need to reconsider. I'm really serious about this. The Britain guy that was running around putting women's clothes on. I mean, that's just who they are. Uh, it's, 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 it's an insane asylum now that's taking over the Democratic Party. The Democrat Party heaven is an American hell. Wow. It is no doubt. You go to any big city and you see dysfunction. So you got Lori Lightfoot, you got Joe Biden running for re-election. They should be apologizing for ever been in office. They're the worst president and the worst mayor in history. Donald Trump asked of African-Americans, uh, he said essentially, uh, what what else? I mean, uh, uh, what do you got to lose? He said, what do you got to lose? Well, since Joe Biden has been in office, now we know how much you had to lose. Everybody, the country, the economy, the you know, your your being able to feed your family, all that. But particularly in inner cities. And, and remember, remember, Facebook had this thing it was called the walkaway movement. It was created and there are half a million people on uh, the walkaway. Most of them, they were all Democrats. It was walking away from the Democrat Party for their failings. And most of them were people of color. Facebook disappeared them, disappeared them. All of their stories, the archive of their stories, their videos, all gone. Facebook took it down because it's a threat. It's a threat. But you know what? You can, you can ban videos and you can ban posts, but you can't ban a movement. Here is more from Vincent uh, Everett Ellison, and I'm going to get this guy on the show. They talk about white privilege. Well, let me tell you something. It is privilege to be white, and it's also a privilege to be black. It's a, it's a privilege to me to live He's in, an Uncle Tom. No, he's not. In America. It's a privilege to me to be a Christian. And for the Christians in the ghetto, let me tell y'all, you can, you can come above this. Yes, sir. You're an heir of Jesus Christ. You're a son of God. Nobody can oppress you. Yes, sir. Nobody is better than you. Yes, sir. There's no racism that can hold you down. Stand up, look at these people in the eye, and tell them who you are. You are an American. You're strong, you're resilient, and you'll get through this. Yes, you will. And you know what? Everybody who screams that America's racist and there's no chance of you succeeding, all they do is whiz on the graves of the greatest people who've ever walked the planet. Hank Aaron, Muhammad Ali, uh, Oprah Winfrey's still alive. Uh, you know, the, uh, 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 Clarence Thomas, whatever, whatever yeah, shut up. Uh, you know, Thurgood Marshall, how about that? Uh, what about, what about, um, I, there's a, I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on uh, the, the, she rode the bus in Selma, uh, drawing a blank. Uh, uh, Rosa Parks, Rosa Parks, dear Lord, sorry, I got a lot of, you know, squirrels running around in my head. Rosa Parks. Every time you say that, Martin Luther King Jr., every time you say George Washington Carver, uh, Frederick Douglass, every time you say that, you whiz on the graves of the greatest people who've ever walked the planet regardless of color. Be proud of it. Don't let Democrats take away your pride. These are people I regard as heroes. This is these are people anybody would regard as heroes. Don't let the Democrat Party and the racists in the Democrat Party take away your pride. The most glorious history on earth. On earth. And yes, slavery was the original sin, but look what people of color overcame to become the greatest 
figures in American and world history. Unbelievable. One more cut from Vincent, Vincent Everett Ellison. Lori Lightfoot has presided over a dystopia. Every weekend, we look at how many children are dying in Chicago. Um, we look at what Joe Biden has done. I mean, what are they going to run on? Uh, we want to sexually groom your children. Uh, we want to have uh, grown men go to the bathroom with your daughters. Democrats who, who foist this upon uh, America, they speak in churches. Churches and pastors have allowed this to come in. Uh, we're going to uh, keep your children locked in failing schools. We're going to let fentanyl come across the border. Yeah. That's, what, that's the only thing they can run on. So what do, what do they say? They hate you because you're black. Yeah. And we can protect you. Yeah. Well, look, C.S. Lewis said hell is a choice. And it is. But you can unchoose it. Unchoose hell. Let's take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show. If the left tells you to quiet down, get louder. It's the Rob Carson Show. Make sure to check out the Rob Carson Show podcast. We put it up every day. My uh, producer, Ken Decker, does it every day. Two one-hour segments. And uh, we also do a best of on Saturday, by the way. If you want details on that, go to Newsmax.com slash listen. we got to hear this one more time today. About Joy Behar blaming East Palestinians. That's who you voted for in that district. Donald Trump. Joy Behar is a psycho. The view is always dumb. She said Palestine deserved their fate. Cause they went for Donald Trump. Cause they went for Donald Trump. Joy should be out. Slam the people of East Palestine. She's evil and she's mean. That's kind of dumb. If I ran the network, I'd tell you what I'd do. I'd say Joy Behar hit the road, then I'd take her off the view. Joy should be canned. Whoopi should be banned. Should be fired by ABC. She should be history. Jim Gossett, by the way. Jim Gossett, two S's and two T's. Uh, and again, if you want to check out all the song parodies, all of the guests we've had this week, including Ted Nugent, the Nuge, uh, newsmax.com slash listen. Um, oh, you know what we need to do? This is kind of fun. We haven't done this in a while. Let's do a, uh, real quick, a, uh, a catch the stupid update. I have this expression I like to use. It's called don't catch the stupid. It came around from, uh, from COVID because of all the stupid. I noticed that if you, you know, st- six feet of distance will save you for the deadliest pandemic. I said that was stupid. And if you believe that, you've caught the stupid. Yeah, you know. And, and now it's, uh, it's grown into much bigger things. Stupid, 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 people, 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 people. Just plain stupid. Stupid is stupid, does Who got stupid? All right, so uh, a Florida Democrat has submitted legislation that would ban dogs from sticking their heads out of car windows. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, this is... If... I can't make it through sometimes reading it. It's just, you're, you're kidding, right? Florida Democrat has submitted legislation that would ban dogs from sticking their heads out of car windows, along with banning dogs from sitting on driver's laps and requiring all dogs to be in crates of traveling in motor vehicles. Just not down the roof of the car like uh, Mitt Romney did, apparently. Which, by the way, dogs would love to be on top of a car in a crate. 
There's, there's no place a dog would rather be than with the wind blowing in their face in a crate on the car. So Florida uh, Senator, uh, Senate, mm, Florida Senate Minority Leader Lauren Book filed SB 932, the Florida Standard Reports, called the Humane Cosmetics Act. <clears throat> it has a lot of stuff in it, you know. Uh, for instance, uh, you know, maybe getting a safety belt for your dog. And I got a problem with that. Put a leash on your dog or a harness on your dog and whatnot. It outlaws uh, cat declawing, which I am, I am absolutely for because Ted Nugent told me that you can get cat scratch fever. That's a real thing if, you, if cat scratches you with the possibility of $5,000 fine for each act. But one of the things is uh, that you, ha- you can't have your dog sticking the head out the window. The dog has to be, <laughs> has to be, stops the person from allowing dog, dog to extend its head or any other body part outside the motor vehicle while the person is operating the motor vehicle on a, uh, on a public freeway, which uh, takes away the joy of even taking a dog with you in the first place. And that's why stupid, it's stupid. Just plain stupid. Stupid is stupid, does stupid. Let's come back. You're just and- stupid to have a good turn. <laughs> Let's just come back and wrap up this show in a minute. This is the Rob Carson Show. We the people are mad as hell. It's the Rob Carson Show. Uh, if you want to help out Newsmax, get us back on DirecTV. Go to IWantNewsmax.com, will ya? Uh, you've made a difference. They're at the bargaining table. So IWantNewsmax.com if you do that. Check out my show this weekend on Newsmax called Rob Carson's What in the World? Set your DVR. I think you're going to enjoy it. That's why Donald Trump says I'm the funniest guy on TV. Not even a paid endorsement. Have a glorious weekend with your family. God bless you guys. Thanks for listening. And until Monday, don't catch the stupid. See you then.